Welcome to another episode of Quiet, Please. There's a ton going on in the golf world right now. We're on the eve of the U.S. Open, but the big news, the merger between the Live Tour, PGA Tour, uh, the DP World Tour. So I discussed kind of all the implications of that at the beginning. Also, we got Xander Shoffle is my pick to win the U.S. Open. Uh, very close with his caddy, Austin Kaiser. And there's just a lot of good reasons why Xander can take home the trophy this year. He's been playing well. He's really battle testing the major. So we get into that, why he's a great pick a little bit about the golf course there in LA. Enjoy. Quiet, please. PGA Tour merges with DP World Tour with the Live Tour. Is this thing real? I mean, the news came out Tuesday last week. I was in Breckenridge, Colorado, about to go fly fishing. Uh, got the uh, note from my wife and was kind of like, I think like everybody else, checking to see if it was April Fool's Day. And uh, didn't really pay too much attention to it in those next couple of days. Did go out and catch a nice rainbow trout, by the way. Uh, but then I've kind of digested it a little bit in the last couple of days. Um, a lot of things that could happen here. Uh, certainly huge news. This has been going on for over a year now. It's funny that the Canadian Open last year, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, uh, Jay Monahan, was kind of you know, all hands on deck explaining the tour's position at that tournament. And then fast forward a year later, he's there again, now talking about this merger with uh, the Live Golf Tour, which has been a huge disruption uh, in, in the professional game. So, you know, one of my buddies sent a nice email to me. Is this real? Is this going to happen? I think there's a lot of legal ramifications still in play when it comes to a monopoly, which this would be now. It can have all of the golf tours in the world under one umbrella. So that's something to pay attention to. But I think ultimately, when you look at the fact that two of the last three major winners are playing on the live tour, that became a huge problem for the PGA Tour. Um, you know, Cam Smith at the Open Championship. Brooks Kepka won the PGA last month so you know all the best players weren't playing on the same tour uh so that was a big deal uh is a huge win for the saudis this this piff fund that has billions and billions of dollars in it they're investing in sports all over the world uh you see them in formula one uh they're they're in uh, professional soccer so they now have a seat at the table on the board of the pga tour uh the biggest golf tour in the world. And I think that's huge. I mean, I had heard some rumors from some players that have been kind of wined and dined over the last year to come play on the live tour. And the message was kind of like, we want to crush the PGA tour. And now you're kind of letting the wolf in sheep's clothing into the, into the room with you. I don't know what's going to happen. That could be a good move. And, and they might just lay back and say, Hey, we want to be a part of everything. Or they might kind of inch and inch and inch and gradually buy out the entire PGA Tour, uh, you know, years down the road. So I think the Tour has a lot of egg on their face right now. Uh, you saw some of the press conferences at the Canadian Open. A lot of the members were really pissed off. They're like, hey, I supported the Tour. Uh, I stayed behind. And now you went and brought them all back in. Um, and so I think that's going to be a lot to navigate for the commissioner. In fact, they did it kind of behind closed doors. Even Rory McIlroy, you know, didn't seem to be in on it. The article I had read said, like, Maybe it's been in the works for the last seven weeks. So that would put it back to the Masters, like the week after the Masters, they start discussing this. Um, there was uh, Jimmy Dunn, who's on the board of directors for the PGA Tour, kind of an influential figure in this. Uh, there's a lot of articles with him. Uh, you know, I think 
when you look also at this this PIF thing with Saudis, like what are they doing? Why are they going into all these sports? The Formula One I mentioned, soccer. I had an interesting theory come to me, you know, in the last six months about this, just saying that, you know, oil obviously is their number one export. We kind of have this idea that it's a finite resource. Uh, we're certainly not going to be oil dependent for all these years to come. There's all these, you know, alternative energies that are starting to kind of make their way into the mainstream. So they've got all this money to spend. The next best thing to get into is maybe sports. So that's going to maybe be their big export going forward. I think the sports washing angle is interesting. Uh, that's kind of faded away in my mind a little bit, although I do think it's still a factor. You know, I had a prominent PGA Tour caddy. I won't mention his name, uh, but one that people would know very well. And he was very against the Live Golf Tour. Uh, the Saudi connection was really the main thing for him when you start talking about 9-11 and, you know, all the, the guys from Saudi Arabia that were part of that hijacking, you know. And he said, you know, I'm a PGA Tour guy through and through. Uh, this is ridiculous. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And then now what does he do with that? He's sitting here. Now he's going to be his tour, the, you know, the people that are going to write his health chair check, the place he's going to be caddying year in and year out. He's a tour guy. And now the Saudis are involved. So, so there's, there's a lot to rectify there. Um, you know, what's this going to maybe look like in 2024? It sounds like the rest of the 2023 live season is going to play out. They did give the opportunity for live to kind of exist in 2024 with this under the PGA tour umbrella. Nothing on the tour is going to change. Um, I would be very surprised if Liv continued in 2024. Although I do think that uh, the PGA Tour is probably interested in this team concept. So, you know, the way they've set up the schedule going forward, you're going to see a lot of golf from January to August. Then, as we all know, football starts in. It's hard to compete with that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some team action next fall in 2024, maybe trying to try out some things uh, under the PGA Tour umbrella, you know, with guys that were playing on Liv guys that are in Europe, guys that are in America, the best players in the world, who wants to play in this? There's going to be lots of new, different golf things going on the next year when you start talking about, you know, the indoor thing that's going on uh, with Tiger and Rory and Rom and all those guys. Um, you know, and then final thoughts on that, just also really think it's a plus for caddies everywhere. You know, I've been a caddy for, you know, all my uh, adult life, and and what they were doing on the Live Tour was very interesting. They were taking care of the caddies. Uh, it was much more of a team atmosphere. And, you know, it's always, in my mind, been a privilege to caddy on the PGA Tour. And, and they do take care of us very well, all things considered. Uh, it's been kind of like little, you know, bumps and leaps forward and two steps forward, one step back. And I think we're in a really good place now. But I do think there's going to be a little bit of pressure, a little bit of incentive for the Tour to kind of up their game even more when it comes to caddies. Uh, also some of these kind of modern things in golf, you saw the live tour wearing shorts. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happening on game day on the PGA tour very soon. So, uh, the way the coverage is presented, you know, uh, the purses obviously. And I think that was one of the big reasons that the PGA tour did end up, uh, you know, sleeping with the enemy, so to speak, because recently with these purse bumps, a lot of sponsors have kind of fallen by the wayside because we can't keep up with this expectation of, you know, of 15, $20 million purses. Well, all of a sudden you've got someone with a, you know, open pocketbook that's saying, you know, as long as you can kind of give us some credit for this, we can be a corporate sponsor with you guys. We'll go along and write you as many checks as you want to. So I think that was one of the big reasons that ultimately uh, the PGA tour decided to merge with the live tour. We're going to have to keep an eye on this for the, uh, you know, foreseeable future. And as far as uh, you know, this week at the U S open, this will be the third time, you know, these guys have kind of gotten together. Well, maybe, fourth i guess when you count fifth you count last year's u.s open then you had the the open championship then you had the masters 
this year's PGA. Now, this will be the fifth time that these guys kind of get together uh, under one roof to play a golf tournament. You know, all counts were that, you know, there's no beef between the players. Uh, and, and any beefs that previously existed still do, you know, you start talking about your Sergio Garcia's and your Patrick Reed's and stuff like that. So, you know, the players seem to have no problem with it. Interesting to see, uh, what the temperature's like this week at the U S open at Los Angeles country club. Going to have some more thoughts on that right after this. Thanks for listening to another episode of quiet, please. I wanted to let you know, we've got a new partner with the show, it's an awesome shoe brand out of South Carolina. It's called Skoni, S-K-O-N-I. It's Danish for beautiful shoe. I've partnered up with this company. They got great-looking golf shoes, uh, kind of with that tread underneath where you could kind of wear it casually to go to the bar or a restaurant afterwards. They've got tons of designs. It's comfy, very stylish, and they're giving 20% off. You use the code QUIET, P-L-S, Q-U-I-E-T, P-L-S, 20 Quiet Please 20. You got a $100 pair of shoes. They're going to give them to you for 80 bucks. So it's a win. I'd go check out their website, uh, scony.com. They're great people. The shoes are awesome. I can't wait to get my pair in the mail. So uh, go check them out. And we're going to have some other partners joining on soon. Some more discounts for you guys. Thanks for listening. 2023 U.S. Open this week, Los Angeles Country Club going to be unbelievable. Uh, such a cool golf course. We don't get out to the West Coast for U.S. Opens very often. Of course, we had one in 2020 at Torrey Pines, and then before that in 2008, I was caddying at that one at Torrey Pines for John Merrick. Uh, interesting to see golf in Southern California in the summer. They're able to get it firm uh, like a U.S. Open traditionally is. Uh, they haven't had much rain in, in Los Angeles recently, so I think it is going to be playing very firm. I had an awesome look at the golf course uh, through the Friday, got an awesome flyover. I think some of the other sites have some great uh, content to kind of check out the holes. This is a restored golf course. It's an old, um, awesome golf course in the L.A. area, but they have gone in there recently and restored a little bit. They've changed a couple of the holes, but they've really kind of opened it up you're going to have big fairways off the tee, uh, interesting angles off the tee into the greens. The greens are very fast, uh, sloped severely from back to front. Uh, so it's very traditional U.S. Open in, the, in that way. And, and so we got to make a pick. And I'm going to go with Xander Schauffele, uh, the number six ranked player in the world, uh, Olympic gold medalist. He's got seven wins on the PGA Tour. He had three last year. He hasn't won yet this year. He's from San Diego. So we like that. Um, he's played well in the L.A. area before. I was kind of interested about that. Like, um, you know, what's a home game like for him in San Diego when he's playing that tournament? He, he finished uh, seventh at the 2020 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, which is a course he knows very well. He's never really played very well at the Farmers there. He does have a second place, but he's always kind of struggled in that San Diego area where he'd be like, man, you'd think you'd knock off a win. And it's always tough to play that home game. Um, there's a lot more distractions. So I'm interested to see, you know, go an hour and a half, two hours up the road, all of a sudden, you're in L.A., you're still in Southern California, the fans are going to be rooting for you, but you don't have maybe the same level of distractions as being in, in your hometown. So I really like that going for him. Uh, I'm not sure what his experience is out on the golf course, but I got to think that his caddy, Austin, has played the golf course. I got to think he's played the golf course. I mean, living kind of in that area, you can kind of drop in whenever you want in preparation here. Don't bring your cell phone, of course. Um, but I really like Xander. Uh, this year, and we'll, we'll go into a little bit about his U.S. Open record previously. It's the best of all the majors for him, and he's got an unbelievable record in the majors. But 
I had a chance to do on my previous podcast last fall. I had Billy Foster on, the legendary Billy Foster caddy from Matthew Fitzpatrick. I had him on the week before. We talked when they were up in Canada. He was excited for the tournament. Of course, Matthew had won the U.S. Amateur uh, years before there at the same Brookline Country Club. And now he goes up the next week after I talked to Billy, winner, winner, chicken dinner at the U.S. Open. So I was kind of interested to talk to Austin. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to go with Xander this week. I, I just really like him for a lot of the reasons I said. Uh, interestingly, the last time they teed it up uh, at the Memorial, tied for 24th, which for Xander, that's not a great week. Uh, that place was playing so hard. But they went out, shot 77 hockey sticks on Thursday, and then came back on Friday with 66 to make the cut. Uh, you know, I've got to think they were playing in the, after, or in the morning on, on Friday, but still, that's a great turnaround. Uh, and, and, and some nice momentum, you know, he finished tied for 24th plus one, that place was playing tough. So some nice momentum going into an off week to not just kind of miss the cut in your last tune up. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, LA country club, the North course. The only thing I knew about it previously than watching all these videos is that the playboy mansion is famously on one of the holes. That's all I ever knew about it up until this week, but it's going to show very well on TV. Um, you know, Xander's record in the majors, just going to kind of go through this real quick. We, we know he's a world-class player. He's up to sixth in the world rankings. 21 of 24 career cuts made in the majors. Uh, 10 top 10s. Six top fives. He's got two seconds. Um, and of the four majors, the U.S. Open is clearly his best one so far in terms of finishes. He's got five top 10s in six U.S. Opens. Uh, this year in the majors, not as good with the top 10s, but he finished 10th at Augusta, 18th at the PGA. So this guy just shows up every single time at the majors. And I remember when I caught up with Austin, uh, maybe August of 21, and we, we kind of got into that a little bit, kind of like, why is he so good in the majors? And, you know, he, I think one of the reasons why is he's just so level-headed. Um, and, and, and Austin went on to kind of explain to me a little bit about that level-headedness. Uh, he, he just said it's 50-50 mental and talent. And so, obviously, Xander's got a ton of talent, but he's got that mental edge, too. Uh, they kind of know how to handle the mishaps out there. They're really uh, good at preparation and strategy. Uh, preparation, just kind of covering all their bases, being willing to dig in. And, and again, like I talked about, there's got to have been some trips up to L.A. Country Club here in some of these off weeks in time leading up to this. They've known this has been on the counter for a long time. And then you talk about on-course strategy. These two are really good together. So, you know, you know, you like them to kind of take the right lines off tees. And when a pin's in a certain spot, we're going to get it over on this side. And we got to be below that pin. I don't think they miss a lot of those things. And, you know, battle tested has been in the mix at a lot of these before. I really think that he's a guy that can break through and win one. I know that's a goal of theirs. Um, they know how to be really smart in these major championships. I've had an opportunity to caddy and, you know, maybe a handful of U.S. Opens. Uh, a lot of the other majors and, you know, par is so valuable in major championships and you kind of go into the attitudes like I'm going to take care of my business. We're going to be smart and we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to let everybody else make mistakes and they're going to gradually fall off the leaderboard. And then sure enough, Sunday afternoon, you're in the mix. Maybe you got the lead. You're a couple shots back. You have a chance to post a score. And uh, I really like Xander to close one out this year. I'm not sure what his odds are at. Um, he's been hovering around that 20 number you know, uh, all year long. So I got to think he's somewhere in that range. He's not going to be the favorite. So he might go a little bit under the radar. I think a lot of guys 
are going to be interested in Patrick Cantlay, uh, who is an L.A. guy. You know, Colin Morikawa is going to get a lot of love. Max Homa, everybody's going to be on Max Homa. Those are your L.A. guys. So I'm just kind of going a little bit south to San Diego with Xander. And you just look at his current form, uh, fantasynational.com, great uh, resource for looking at stats. And he's above. Xander's above his career strokes gained average in every major category putting uh around the green approach play off the tee tee to green like he's way above his career average and in his last five tournaments teeing it up he's above his career average as well so like he's got some current form Uh, I, i like that about him um so you know that's why i'm gonna go with xander this week uh it's father's day sunday always at the u.s open uh, Xander's dad is famously his coach. Um, you know, the three of them as a team is very good. I can't imagine how cool that would be for Xander to win a SoCal major with his dad there on Sunday as his coach. So that storyline always plays out for all the guys there with their dads. Uh, always a cool one to see develop. But I really uh, I really see it coming through finally for Xander Shoffley this week, knocking off that first major championship. We'll have to check in and see how we did on that next week. Thanks for joining. Not sure if you guys had a chance to see last week at the Canadian Open, a little under-the-radar storyline, one that's very uh, interesting to me because I've been talking to this company about partnering up you know, for the last year. Uh, on the range, a robotic range picker. Uh, the company is called Karechi Robotics. Their uh, product is called Picker, P-I-K, apostrophe R. Go check out the website. It's super cool. It's like having a Roomba out on the driving range. And I really think it's the future of things with the driving range. I've contacted a number of driving ranges here in the Omaha area. We're talking about getting a cluster uh, going where we're going to get these pickers out at our local driving ranges. Uh, it's super cool. I, I really suggest you go check it out. It's, it's going to be a thing that kind of saves money in the long run for these country clubs, for these public driving ranges. And, it, you know, it's also kind of getting with the times, uh, you know, runs on a 13 hour charge. And you send it off, and then when it's done, it kind of pings you. And your guy that uh, you know was out spending time in the in the range picker now that's cleaning clubs, helping customers come over, empty the balls, and off you go. So I really like that product. Uh, I'm going to try to get it on some of the ranges here in Nebraska going forward. 